Okay. I, I, <laughs> it's like I get it, and then you're like, actually, we're going to take it further. And I'm like, damn it, I just can't follow it all the way through. Welcome to The Spirited Body. I'm James Baker, uh, a psychic uh, medium. I channel, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie. Hello. And uh, this is the podcast where we uh, talk about what it's like to be a spirit in the physical world, in the in our physical bodies, and uh, my guides help us figure out how to do it more easily, better, with more fun, with more ease, all the above. So that's what we're here to talk about. Well, I really just sit and try to absorb. If I can absorb 10% of what you say, I'm living my best life. (laughs) It's, it's a, it's a lot. It's even for me, you know, they've been talking to me for years and years and uh, it's a lot (laughs) for me even to absorb sometimes and to remember uh, the pieces. But I think um, this channel this week is really um, powerful um, this one made me nervous. It it made me nervous too. Why is that? Uh, I, I think I have some ideas about why that is. And I want to preface this by suggesting, making a suggestion first. Okay. Uh, one is I was thinking about reading the whole channel through okay. without any comments, either at the start and then we talk about it, or I read it all the way through after we, we parse it out. Which do you think I'm, be better? I'm really up for anything. Okay. This also just segues into like telling, I don't know how many listeners we have, one to five people <laughs> that James and I don't, we just like, I just flow with this, yes. right? We don't, we usually are just like, just be yourself, just show up. All you do is text me on Monday and say, hey, Saturday, this is what we're talking about. And I actually don't do anything with it. I just let it sit there. Um, but yeah, I'm fine with any structure. Cause I was thinking that maybe, uh, hearing it from beginning to end might be a little more impactful, uh, and might make more sense. Cause especially this one, um, I'm thinking, you know, it, it was a really tough one for me. This was a tough topic for me. And what's fascinating as I was doing the topic, as I was channeling it and thinking about it. And I saw what the topic was and, and much like you, when I go to channel the topic, I literally look at the list that they gave me and last year and I just look at what we did last. And then I look at the next one and I go, Oh shit. And Uh so, so today, uh, this today's topic last week's podcast, uh, we talked a lot, uh, not a lot. We, we mentioned about, um, raising our kids Mm. And how to do it better. <laughs> some ideas, some ideals to work toward, not necessarily raising happy children, but raising children that are more um, confident in who they are, more connected to who they are, and understanding they can make mistakes and not imposing our ideas and ideals um, and getting out of that like should and shouldn't mm. mentality. And that really, that really stings. When it comes to things with my kids, it really affects me. Um, Do you think that's because you feel like this is the hardest part of parenting to me? Maybe, and I'm wondering if this resonates with you. That as you learn more and know better, you do better. And so sometimes we don't learn certain things in life until our kids are a certain age. And then you're like, oh shit, I wish I would have known all of the stuff that I know. Then I could go back in time and then have kids. I mean, obviously that's not how it really works, but do you think that's what's coming up from you? Is that like you wish that you'd learned it sooner? Like, what do you? I feel 
uh, a tremendous responsibility. I, I'm fully prepared to be very emotional during this podcast. Okay. I'm here for it. Um, having left my wife and broke up our family uh, and putting them through that trauma. And unfortunately it continues to be traumatic uh, in ways that I can't, I can't help. Yeah. Out of I, your control. I literally can't help the majority of the trauma that continues to happen. It has put, it has made me feel very responsible. And my therapist is very big on years ago. She was like, you are not allowed to carry around that guilt. Like you are just becoming more you and you can't help that. That's mm -hmm. the best thing for you. And it's ultimately the best thing for your kids. And the other piece is when I was married, I was never really fully who I am. And I couldn't express that. And it, and it wasn't just the gay thing. It wasn't just uh, because I, again, I mean, it's, a, it's a, it's a huge part yeah. of it. But my point is I didn't, fully recognize that I was gay. I like, I didn't, that wasn't a, I couldn't come to terms with that. But in the relationship I was in, what I wanted, how I wanted to parent, how I wanted to raise the kids, it wasn't considered. Mm. So I wasn't really, I wasn't fully who I wanted to be as a parent. And then when I left the marriage and I had the opportunity to have the kids on my own, you know, half time, I, it was magical for me because I got to be, I got to be who I truly was in front of my kids. And, and it was so valuable to me that they see me as happy and fulfilled and, um, um, not useless as I was called by my ex in front of my children Wow. A number of times. And wow. it was very important to me that I could prove that to them and that I could show them that life isn't this other thing that they experienced when we were married. And I know that I had a very limited window in order to do that. So when I get it wrong, it, it multiplies that guilt and I know it shouldn't. So like you're saying, if you quote unquote, we've already discussed that you can't really get it wrong, but let's yes. just be a human for a minute. Yeah. Um, you're saying now, like if you get it wrong now, you feel like you used all up, like you've used all your trauma credits yep. and so you can't. And I mean, wow, that, that sounds like a lot to carry. It, it is. It, it, it is. And I, and I, and, and as I talk about it, I know cognitively, like I know that what I'm talking about really isn't not that it's not real, but it's not what I should be focused on. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I was able to provide them a different experience and I was able to show them a uh, yin to the yang and, and, it's still a, it is still a lot that I carry. I feel a, a tremendous amount of responsibility for my kids. Uh, I feel, I feel that deeply. And so when I went to do this channel, <laughs> I was incredibly nervous. Mm. I was scared because I didn't think that I should be the vehicle 
in which this message is transmitted. Because I. Well, yeah, why? Because I don't know it. Do you know what I mean? But maybe that's exactly why. I mean, I mean, I, I definitely hear you. I'm just talking about my my yeah. mental state. And I did a when I, I did a mediumship course a few months ago and the the instructor of the course said, hey, I want everybody to start really working on their shit. I want everybody to really dive deep into their shadow selves and really start exploring your problems because you will never be able to read, meaning like do a mediumship reading or a psychic reading about subjects that you have not dealt with in yourself. Okay, that's heavy. It's heavy, right? You can't get into the depths of it if, unless you've really come to terms with yourself. And uh, this is one of those topics where I know for me, forgiveness is not something that I do to myself, that I do not give myself. And so I was very nervous doing this mm. channel. And so the beginning of the channel and most of the channel is them talking to me. Okay. And I, and I, and I also want you to know this doesn't mean that it's doesn't apply to everybody else. I, all of my friends that do readings for people, all my psychic friends, energetic workers, when they do readings, every single one of them, doesn't matter how long they've been doing the readings, they will always do a reading and then go, oh, that applies to me. When they're reading somebody else, they know that there's a big part of that reading that's about them. But that goes back to the idea we talked about last week or the week before, just around like everything that you're seeing and interpreting is just a reflection of you. Yeah. 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 So that makes sense yeah. in a lot of ways. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause we're all the same person. Okay. I, I, <laughs> it's like, I get it. And then you're like, actually we're going to take it further. And I'm like, damn it. I just can't follow it all the way through. It's a, it's a, it's a very big concept to really wrap your mind around. And it's not something again, like I don't carry it with me all the time, but it does come to the forefront. I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember that now. So anyway, that's the, that, that's what it was like for me. And, um, so this channel was very emotional for me to do, and it was very sort of clunky for me to do because I kept getting out and going back into it and, and pulling out and mm. going back into it. It was a, it was a clunky sort of reading and I've well, read good it for since. you for facing it though. Um, I used to have a mentor who I worked with this woman for a while and she'd be like, okay, tell me all the things that are coming up for you. And I'd be like, this, this, this. And then she'd be like, okay, what's the one that makes you kind of like the most nervous? And I'd be like, oh, this one. She's like, great, we're starting with that. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And I always remember that now. Like anytime it's like the anxiety or the fear or the beliefs start popping up, I'm like, shit, I know that that's my sign. That's actually where you need to go. Yeah. So talk about forgiveness. You said you were nervous. What, tell me what Did was we even tell people that was a topic? Oh, I don't know. We I don't did. think we did. The topic for this week is forgiveness. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I I feel like I want to hear the channel before maybe I comment on my own stuff. Does that feel okay for you? I, I think that whatever you want to do, it's fine. I'm sweating now. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's do the channel. The other thing, yeah, let's let's get to it. And uh, the other thing, I really again always. I encourage you to ask questions for things you don't understand, things you don't necessarily agree with, things that make you uncomfortable, ask questions. And what I think I'll do is I will, I'm trying to figure out whether I should read it 
I and I'm trying to hear my guides and have them tell me what I should do. Okay. And I actually don't have a suggestion from them, mm. <laughs> which is unfortunate because I want I just don't know if reading it all the way through. Is first, it a long one? Uh, it's not super long. I don't think it's more any longer than the other ones. Why don't we try? And then if I feel like I can't refrain, I'll just flow. Okay. And interrupt you. Okay. But we'll set a goal we'll of set Katie a goal controlling herself. To read it all the way yeah. through first. And just, I think partly what I want to do is let the information wash, let it sink, let it drop in. And then we'll sort of take it paragraph by paragraph or like chunk of idea, sure. you know, to next chunk of idea. And then um, parse it out there. But let me try to make it all the way through first. I love it. Okay. So this is me in the beginning. They're talking to me about my struggle with this topic, with the topic of forgiveness, okay? And this is the Council of Light again, talking to me. Okay. Through me. With me? All of the above. I I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the person to ask that question to. Okay. Forgiveness from the Council of Light. We feel the nervousness around this topic that you hold we invite you to drop into a deeper state of release and allow us to move more fully forward. You do not have to do the work. You only have to allow us in. We can take the steering wheel from you and reach the desired outcome. We have much gratitude in your effort to perform this task as it can feel like a burden to you and we understand the amount of energy and commitment that is required. We know that this, is, that this energy will fill you with delight and make your existence easier on this planet. This topic is a challenging one for us to communicate as this is such a challenge for you to do, or more accurately, you believe it is difficult for you to do and therefore are worried about being a teacher and transmuter of this information as it is something you feel you are not strong in performing. You question your own ability to practice forgiveness. Let us say to you that this cannot be further from reality. Your mere questioning of your ability means that you are ahead of the game. So many humans move through their existence with a false idea of forgiveness. Forgiveness can lead to peace, but it does not mean peace. It can lead to ease, but it is not ease. It can lead to acceptance, but it is not acceptance. Let us speak to you directly of your children. Oh dear. This is a topic we understand as near to your heart. You feel so much for them and long for their growth and safety that you place enormous pressure on yourself to get your job right. You don't allow mistakes, upset, or error. You forget that to not allow these emotions and events is to miss humanness. You cannot avoid being human. While we speak to you of achieving security and peace and satisfaction, your job here is to work toward these ideas in the pool of contrast that surrounds you. Moving toward connection to your highest self will be impossible to sustain for the entirety of your existence. This is the lesson we wish to impress upon you. You cannot separate yourself from the contrast that leads to seeking safety. You cannot escape the contrast that makes fear a reality. That is why the moments of connection and ease are so remarkable and powerful. For as life happens to you, you will inevitably, inevitably come up against something that triggers your fear of separateness, your fear of loss, of expectation, or your fear of being isolated. 
These human experiences define your existence, and as much as you wish you were above them, that is an impossible task. That is the one reality that does not exist. If you are practiced and diligent and aware, you are able to move in and out of ease and understanding and peace. It is as if the state of peace, satisfaction, and ease are the sun, and you are a planet in orbit around it. The more aware, centered, and connected to your highest self that you are, the closer to the ideal that you will orbit. You may even circle so close that you touch these ideals, but you will not stay long. The less aware of your inner connection and more focus on other, the farther away you will orbit. We use this image to help you understand the continual state of flux and to help you loosen your grip on the idea that you are either in a perfect state or you are not. You are either reacting and acting perfectly or you are not. This is an ideal that is impossible to achieve. We use this to explain how everyone on your planet functions. Some function from a majority of contrast emotions and some in the majority on communion-based emotions, but all do both. This is to illustrate that your expectation of others' behavior should allow for this fact, but it should also be accepted and understood in your own behavior. You must recognize that despite your desire to be perfect and perfectly connected, this is not reality. It is an imagined expectation you have of yourself that cannot be met. You have set yourself up to fail. We invite you to examine those moments in your life where your reaction was not as desired or was hurtful and connect to your highest self to help determine the cause of that conflict or reaction. What belief were you, were you reacting from? What was triggered in you that led to a contrast-based emotion? You will find these types of encounters will always have a contrast-based emotional connection to a false belief. Why is this background information necessary for this topic? We hope that you can see that we are asking you to recognize that you are merely doing your human best, and as humans, you necessarily will fall into contrast, fear, and comparison. Would you get hateful toward a raindrop for being wet? These are the very definition of human experience. This is the context in which we hope to allow you an understanding of forgiveness. Processes that are inevitable do not ask for or need forgiveness. The sun being bright, apples falling down, the presence of love in your soul are all processes that are inevitable and you do not need forgiveness for these events. Understand that we point this out not to deny the difficulty that humans have with forgiving mistakes, but to give you a greater insight into the reasons behind behavior. We also hope to help you recognize that your idea of a mistake is, again, only your comparison to an imagined ideal, whether that ideal is yours or someone else's. Let us help you in this way. Let us imagine that you have a busy life that is filled and many are dependent on you and you get enjoyment and satisfaction from your life. Unexpectedly, you become sick. Your body develops a fever. You become tired and incapable of engaging in your life as you did before. You must rest and isolate. It is frustrating, even angering for you. You may have missed an important, unrepeatable event, but everything has happened as it should. Your body fought the infection as it was designed to do, and no one could have stopped that process once it started. Who was there to be mad at? This scenario helps us to illustrate how it can be for you. Understanding that the human experience is defined by contrast and comparison. 
helps you to understand that everyone is behaving as they are designed to do. It may be inconvenient, hurtful, and angering, but these emotions will pass as long as you understand that the process is inevitable and it is happening as it should. We wish for you to extend this understanding of inevitable behavior to those on the entire planet, but especially yourself. Your shortcomings and disappointments are inevitable parts of being human. Though they are inextractable from the human experience, they do not define you as a being. Your earthly human behaviors do not define you. Your connection does. You are more than your interpretation of mistakes. You are not your disappointments. You are not your lessons. You are defined by the seeking to do better. You are your aspirations. You are your trying, reflection, and connecting. You are your forgiveness. The truest part of you is your forgiveness. If you dwell on the missteps, you are merely existing, existing in the contrast, living from it, reacting from it. Forgiveness is the recognition of your soul and connecting to the world from there. It is accepting that humanness is defined by contrast and contrast behavior. Remember that you cannot make mistakes. Feel how you are not your missteps, but the recognition and forgiveness of them. Let that shine to all around you. Let that be seen. It's a lot to sit with. <laughs> it's a struggle. Yeah. What do you think is the hardest part about that? Um, the, the part that I find the hardest is, uh, the struggle I have with holding those two facts in my one person that I am human and make mistakes. And that is what I'm going to do. And it's inevitable. And that. I'm also striving for connection and striving for openness and communion mm. and cognitively and emotionally, uh, cognitively. And I don't know what the other was spiritually. I'm so connected. I feel connected a lot. And those parts of me, those reactive parts of me that sort of take over. And when I review my behavior and go, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Um, that's the hardest part for me to keep in. It's, it's holding those two different ideas in my brain mm -hmm. and letting go of the human part or, or allowing without judgment, the human part. Okay. That, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm always, this was, the, so when we've done topics before, 
I've always felt really like, oh, cool. I have, you know, like not, I'm happy to share or whatever. And this topic, I was like, I don't know what, how much or what I want to say. And I just told myself today, like, just come in and what comes up will come up because that's what's supposed to come up. Um, I think what's really interesting is hearing that is a reminder. You know, I've actually never really had a difficult time forgiving other people. I learned a very interesting uh, lesson when I was very young. Um, my uh, friend was tragically killed when I was 16. And um, her sister was too in a car accident with um, her parents in the car. So they lost their only two children. And it was extremely traumatic for me. And then it was really weird when I had my two girls. First of all, I always thought I'd have boys. So when I had my two girls, I actually relived that trauma through the eyes of the mother now, not through a 16 year old girl anymore. And it just made parenting so vulnerable for me because I was like, whoa, this is what this woman lost. Her only two little girls, you know? Um, but the lesson that I learned in that was the woman who hit them, I mean, was that this was not like a, oh my God, I accidentally hit these people. This woman was like on drugs and alcohol when she hit them. So there was like a real justice side of me of like, you like intentionally caused harm, right? And um, when the woman was in prison, my friend's mom would visit her. And um, I literally can't imagine that, you know? And she was really like, I can't live my life in a state of hatred for this woman. So uh, she forgave her. And the woman was in prison, I don't know, eight to 10 years. And when she got out, they've been connected and there's, she's forgiven this woman. And I told my, you know, it wasn't even like I had a conversation with myself. It was just sort of, since this happened at a really impressionable age, I told, you know, it was kind of like innate in me in a way that it was like, if this woman forgives that woman for killing her two children, like there's nothing that I can't forgive in this lifetime. And so uh, I feel in a way, you know, I feel like there's even in the worst of circumstances, there's always things that can come up that can change perception and that can be taken for good. And that is what happened to me in that situation. But um, while you read that channel, what's interesting is that I've never applied that to myself. That's really difficult to sit with, kind of. The the that was the overwhelming uh, piece that I got. It's uh, I I feel like I'm in the same boat. I know I am. I forgiving other people uh, is easy for me. Mm -hmm. I have my moments of upset, and then I I let it go. Yeah. Um. But it's forgiving myself. That is. That is the biggest task. And um, uh, that is where I challenge myself. And it's not in everything. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely around my kids, definitely around my kids. And, and, uh, that's, that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's a hard, uh, that's a hard one for me to, to deal with as you can see. So, <laughs> well, what's okay. So what's really weird is sometimes you'll tell me the topic and I'll hold it in my mind in the week, but I'm not like fixating on it. But then sometimes things will happen in my week and you would think I would make the connection when it's <laughs> happening, but I don't usually make the connection until like we're talking on, on our podcast days. So, um, this week I'm actually just making the connection right now um, <laughs> is this. I don't have a lot of dreams and I have a theory around that and there's probably multiple reasons, but I think one of the theories is my children are, have not always been great sleepers. So like I never get in like the cycles or my body, you know, I'm kind of always on edge, although that's getting much better. But this week I had two really vivid dreams and usually if I dream, it's not super vivid or I won't always remember, but this week it's like, it's been going with me for days. Right. So, um, this is the thing I didn't know that I really wanted to talk about, but I feel like clearly I need to, so I'm going to do what my mentor said. And it's like, okay, I'm the most uncomfortable of that. So that's where we're going to go. Um, but about a year ago I had a falling out with a friend and in my, uh, human moment of that circumstance, I decided to end the friendship. Um, I had an intention and I, I came from a place of love when, when the chapter was closing. Um, I don't think it was maybe received in the way that I had hoped it would be received, but I can't control. I mean, I can't control that. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I look back, I, there's, there's, a part of me now that can see this, this older version of myself that was like, Oh, you just didn't want to like deal with all of the emotions and healing and stuff that needed to go into the situation that unfolded. Instead, you were like, I'll just peacefully end this. Mm-hmm. And you know, like sometimes my partner and I will say this thing to each other. Like if I had a redo, I would do it this way. So if I had a redo, I would have said to this person, you know, this is really overwhelming for me and I need to take some space And I would love to connect with you at a later time when I feel like I can be in a space to heal this. Instead, I just said, you know, I love, love you. And I loved our time together and I really cherish everything, but I'm, I do need to close the chapter. And, um, I feel like I was just like, this is my boundary, you know? And, and even though I still stand that like my communication about it came from a loving place, I don't think it was the right choice. I feel like I made a mistake in that decision. Mm. And the funny thing, you know, the interesting thing was, uh, I had, I had tried to connect with her in person, but she had said, Oh, you can email me if you want to communicate with me. So then I sent an email and we've only communicated an email about this experience since we have not communicated outside of that. And, um, I don't love email because I feel like the tone is lost and the intention and the heart behind, but, um, this was this person's like preferred mode of, of communication. And it was really interesting because, uh, we've connected through email a number of times in this year and some of the emails, you know, there's been attempts at me kind of going like, Oh God, like I wish I would have done it another way. So I'm going to reach out and communicate my apologies and, you know, but I never felt like it was received. And so what's been hard is like in my heart, I actually feel loss and sorrow and, um, 
and sort of like, oh, I wish I would have done it this way, but I feel like no matter which way I communicate it, I feel like it's not received in the way I intend it. And I don't, I don't know how, it feels like a, such a loss. It so feels so powerless to feel like, okay, I see where I went wrong. I really do just want peace. And I really do just want to extend love and like, I'm sorry. And it just, no matter which way I do it, it's just not received that way. And it's just such a powerless feeling. And, um, I go in and out of throughout the year. We've only corresponded like maybe five or six times in the year, but I go in and out of like, really just like, okay, that is what it's supposed to be and moving on. But this week I had two vivid dreams about this person. And I was like, why is it like this morning? Even I was taking a sauna with my husband. I was like, why does this keep coming up for me? And I'm like, Oh, okay. Because of the podcast. (laughs) And, um, both dreams were very interesting. So the first dream was we actually go to the same place to do energy work, which is very interesting. And, um, it's like this kind of intersection We're not always there at the same time, but there's like an intersection. So the first dream I was doing my energy work and then I left and I started to go blind as I was leaving the building, like everything got milky and fuzzy and I could not. The only way I knew where I was was because I had been in that physical space before. And so I went to grab my jacket, what I thought was my jacket and I left. And then I realized it was her jacket And I went, oh my God, I'm going to be in so much, like, she's going to think I stole this. Like, she's going to think that I did this on purpose. Oh my God, I got to get this jacket back. And so I'm like in the surrounding area and I'm lost because I can't see. Then all of a sudden this like tumor or growth starts happening at the bottom of my foot, like just rapid growth. And I, all of a sudden now I'm limping. I have no shoes on. I have a growth coming out of my foot (laughs) and I can't see a fucking thing. And I'm like feeling around. And then I call my partner and I'm like, hey, you got to help me. I'm going blind. Something's happening in my foot. I need you to get me back to this office so I can put the jacket back before her session's over so she doesn't think I like that I intentionally stole this. It was an accident. And he was like busy and couldn't help me. (laughs) And my whole dream, I'm just moving my arms around trying to get back to the office so she doesn't think I stole her jacket. Like I was going to get in big trouble by her. And I was very afraid. And then I was like, whoa, that was weird. And then last night I had another dream where I was at my house and her partner and child were in the neighborhood and like we accidentally ran into them, but they wanted to communicate. They were like, oh my God, hi. Like, and they were communicating. And then I was like, oh, hi. Like I felt like so happy to see them. But then she like caught us and was like, trying to get upset. And I was trying to be like, Oh no, we didn't tell them to come over. We just ran into them. Like, I think she thought that I went behind her back to like communicate with her partner and child. And I was like, really just trying to explain like, no, 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 they just ran into us. And so I don't know what any of that means, but when you were reading, I was like, Oh, Katie, like you're, you know, you know, I'll tell you that some of the email communications that I received from her were very harsh very harsh, very hurtful. And the whole time I was just like, oh, like, it's okay. Like, she's probably just really upset because we were really good friends. And I, that's a really big deal that I ended our friendship. And like, I would be really upset too. And like, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I had so much forgiveness, even 
though some of the words she was saying were really hurtful to me, I just was always in a place of like, oh, it's okay. Like, and I don't know what any of it means, but I feel like it happened because of this, like those dreams are happening. I know because you were like, this is the topic. But then when you were reading, I was like, oh, you've like so easy to forgive everything in this situation, but like, you know, you made this mistake and you can't forgive yourself. So if you could help me, <laughs> if you could help me, that'd be great. Um, like, are you, I don't know. Like I was curious if you were, were even, I don't know if like you were interested in channelings. I don't know. I'm just like, I have been in a place of like ebb and flow in this and then kind of stuck. And then like, oh, okay, I think we're kindly healing and moving on and then stuck. And I'm like, it keeps coming up for a reason. Yes. Yeah. Um, let me, let me sit with this for a second. Okay. I know at the heart of this, that we're just two human beings who are acting as human beings. I think, um, I'm going to talk about the points that I'm taking from this, from the channel, the things that are resonating with me. Um, and then what I'm hopeful for is that I would love for them to come in and channel. I'd love to be able to have them speak directly to you. Well, um, uh, it's just, it's funny. I was just, it's just, I'm, I'm not as practiced as doing a full body channel as I used to be. That's all I used to do is full body. And then once I went to typing, that's how I do it now. So, um, whatever flows is fine. Yeah. And for whatever reason, like I was like afraid to, I was like forgiveness. Oh, that's probably going to come up. Don't let that come up. And then I just told myself every day this week, like whatever comes up, comes up. I think so. Uh, I think for me, the things that stand out on the channel are, Hey, I love it when they, very personal with me mm-hmm. because they're, you know, so much is, is here. This is what we want everyone in the world to know. And I'm included in that. Um, but when they're like, no, you're no, this is about you and what you're doing. But I like that. These are the things that stand out to me. One is we are not meant to be perfect. Like all the talk that they, and the lessons that they're giving us about how to live an easier life is not under the, understanding that we will be perfect in doing it, mm-hmm. that it is an in and out. It is a, a dive into the water and then we have to surface. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we can dive into the spiritual water and some of us are trained at holding our breath longer, but we're eventually going to have to come up. Okay. And, um, and when we come up, we, that's that moment, those moments we spend above water, which is the majority of the time, it, that is contrast. That is, that is, uh, you know, fear of not having, being different, of reacting from loss. You know, it, all of those different types of emotions uh, that we have, and um, uh, they have just like we talked about before. But they have those different relationships. Um, there's different uh, attachments, and so relationships are different than attachments, and attachments are the places that we react from. Mm. Um, So like beliefs are these unconscious beliefs. I talk about at the very end where where you react from these unconscious beliefs. And every time you have an encounter that doesn't go your way, every time you have an encounter, I shouldn't say doesn't go your way. Every time you have an encounter that is emotional, you know, negative contrast based emotional uh, it's because you are reacting from an unconscious belief at some point. Mm Mm-hmm some like a threat or you believe something should be some way and it's not happening your way and you don't recognize it and you just react from that 
belief because mm. it's so in embedded in your being um, that you're reacting from it as a way to be safe or secure yeah. or right or whatever. So we can't we can't be spiritually connected and behave spiritually connected 100% of the time. Not that it's hard. We can't. So that's not the goal. Right. Okay. That actually, yeah, that's helpful. Making mistakes is really hard for me. Yeah. Right. And we, we can't help it. We it's, it's inevitable. Like they said, you are like, if you get sick and your body gets a fever and you have to rest, you can't stop that process from happening. Mm -hmm. That's just like us. And so why are you getting mad at the process? Oof. Yeah. That was it right there. Wasn't it? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Yeah. So don't get mad at the process. And the other, the other idea, which I sort of can grasp the edges of, mm -hmm. but you know what I mean? Like I, it's like fingers on glass. I can't get a hold of it, but I can sort of touch it. Okay. Is the idea that um, it like the last bit where they said, you know, you aren't your mistakes. You aren't your shortcomings, you aren't your moments of anger. Like that's really not who you are. Mm -hmm. You're you're the part of you that's striving to do better. That's really who you are. Like the capital Y-O-U yeah. is searching to do better, is seeking to do better, is trying, is trying to be connected. The lowercase you, the physical human contrast-based lowercase you are those things mm -hmm. and that you being capital Y-O-U is forgiveness. It's not an act. Forgiveness isn't an act. It's, it's a, it's you. It's your highest self. It is not a process. It's, it's, it's just you. It's, it, if you can live, if you can visit that highest state of who you are, that's where forgiveness, it, that's, that is forgiveness. Mm. And when you try to hold, and this is coming from them, when you try to hold on to that shame and anger and frustration of that, that physical part of you, that mistake that you made, and you try to bring it with you when you try to connect, you won't be able to connect. Connect with self or connect with other? Connect with your highest self. Okay. And even, even it's going to even decrease the flow of your communion with other people. Yeah. Because that mistake is contrast-based. That mistake that you made with your friend is derived from a belief that you haven't quite touched on yet. Say that one more time. That conflict that you have with your friend. Okay. And your inability to let that go in yourself mm -hmm. is rooted stemming from a, a uh, an unconscious belief you have that you haven't put your finger on. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. So, you that's where your work is, is in identifying where that piece is. And it's the, it's has to do with your attachment to uh, 
uh, your improper attachment to self. Okay. Can you say more about that? So your belief in how you need to be viewed, how you need to present yourself in the world, and you have a belief that it needs to be a certain way in order for things to go correctly. Okay. And this um, interaction between the two of you is um, is challenging that belief. Like you need to believe yourself a certain way, presenting a certain way, and being. Um, I, I, I uh, the uh, the word that they want me to say is right, but it's not quite the right word to say. It it is a little bit more of right isn't quite the right word, but yeah. So what's interesting about it is I just kept telling myself like if I, maybe if I say it this way, she'll forgive me. Or maybe if I say it that way, she'll forgive me. Or maybe if I present it this way, she'll soften and see my my soul. Yes. And so I think I'm confusing the difference between reaching for the capital Y-O-U and showing up in a way that I think will validate your behavior. That or that will uh, that will give me the forgiveness that I hope to have from her. Yes, it's like oh, if I say it this way, maybe she'll think. You know what I mean? It's like yes. maybe and she'll see that I'm sorry. Yes, and so I, I, I can see that I'm still stuck in how to show up. Yes, right, because I still feel like I'm afraid to go left. I'm afraid to go right. I'm afraid to not say anything. I'm, it's like I feel like I don't know how to put the next foot in front of the other without like, yes, you know, it's like a little bit of walking on eggshells. Yes. And that, that fear, which your dream clearly shows in both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I was afraid in the dreams. Like, I just don't want to upset her. Like I, I want you yes. to know my heart. Yes. And she, she just couldn't see my heart in the dreams. Yeah. And I was like, it's, it. And, yeah, that's yeah. What, and that clearly is your attachment to the belief that in order for you to be secure in this world, Everyone needs to think the best of you. Mm. And if they don't, that's your fault. So you're saying that I can come from a true place of love and intention. And even in that, it's just okay if people don't see that side of me. Okay. It does feel really hard to be like, I'm just going to be vulnerable and I'm going to just put myself out there and then like, just be like, so like feeling like raw and vulnerable and then feeling like someone's like, well, I don't care. Yeah. And that contrast based scenario you're putting yourself in seeking validation, confirmation, um, uh, approval, recognition uh, is is stemming from a, a belief that you're not valid without that. Yeah, I think more, and maybe it's the same thing that you're saying. So tell me if it is. But I think it was more like, I just wanted like the higher versions of ourselves to like have peace with one another. Yeah. Not that she would like say, oh, you're a good person. Not that, but more just like. Here, let me, let me tell you what I'm getting. Cause they were reminding me of this, the idea that they had of, of you pulling in. You were trying to pull in 
your need for her to recognize your behavior as altruistic. You're pulling that need, dragging it like an anchor into your communion. Okay. It's weird. Like I can conceptualize all of this, but it's still, I still feel like, so then is my job to just let it go and move on? Is my job to continue to make peace? Is it, do you see what I mean? It's like, yes. I feel like what I you're don't, asking is, oh. yes, you're asking a should question. I don't, I know. <laughs> and that is not something that we are here to answer for you. The challenge for you is can you encounter her, experience her from a truly connected communion-based place that has nothing to do with you, lowercase you, because you haven't yet. You haven't reached it yet. I can feel that I haven't. And that is the, that's the message that we have for you. Your job is to let the desire to be seen as right, to be seen as doing the right thing. You have to let that go. That has to be absent from your connection. Can you have an open new connection, new connection that is free from that? and recognize her on a completely different level. Your job isn't to evoke a response from her that gets her to your side, that gets her to believe as you believe. Yeah, it was interesting because one of the books that I'm reading right now, Seed of the Soul, it's one of those kind of books you can read like a chapter a week. I tend to always get these books that you can only read like one <laughs> chapter a week. And of course I read a chapter this week that relates to this <laughs> and it was talking about the separation of soul from personality. Mm. Like the personality is a lowercase Y-O-U and the soul yeah. is the capital Y-O-U. Yeah. And I did drop into a little bit of like, oh, you guys have been trying to, or not trying to, whatever it may be in the last year come from the place of the lowercase Y-O-U. And maybe there's like a greater cause that is a past life or a this or a that that's really in from the soul space. And so I feel like that kind of is relevant into this, like that separation oh. of, of the soul from the personality. Yes, a thousand percent. And that is what that human versus capital Y-O-U, mm. you are not your mistakes. You're not your disappointments. You're not your failures. You are separate from those things. And that separate being that you are is the forgiveness. And until you enter that space, letting go of that anchor. Well, yeah, like I said, it's the forgiveness of myself, right? Because there's never been, like, even a couple of my friends were like, uh, those emails are pretty harsh, Katie. Like, are you mad? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, but the forgiveness of self and coming from separating the soul from the personality is still the work that I have for sure. Yes. And 
I think it's it's really important to understand that the the main message that is implied is that the most important part of forgiveness is the forgiveness of self. Mm. That all other forgiveness stems from there. That's that I mean that's huge. I th- I don't we're not taught in our culture how to forgive ourselves. No. We are not. That is not a thing where I mean at least in my home absolutely forgiveness of others and then I had this traumatic life event that really reinforced that. Yeah. But uh forgiveness of self is something that is very new to me. I like often will try to like like my therapist really talked with me a lot from the very beginning of my therapy that I started 10 years ago. Like stop owning all that. Stop owning all that. Stop owning all that. And I will literally talk myself in circles till it's my fault. Yes. And it's like, that is such a terrible existence. Why do I do? It's like, why do we do that? I think it, 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 it has to do with our need to control our existence. And we're trying to control it on a very, uh, granular. Like if physical, I can own it, I can change it. Yeah. Okay. Physical level contrast based. We're trying to make sense and peace and control predictability. That's the word predictability of our existence because our main goal here from a human brain perspective, from a physical body perspective is to be safe and we try everything we can to predict what is going to happen in a given situation to keep us safe. Yeah. I mean, in my dream, I was physically deteriorating Mm -hmm. and all I could think about was get the jacket back. So you don't get in like, so that someone's not mad at you. Yeah. I was like, blind and had tumors growing out of my foot. And I was like, not even worried about that. Yeah. Just worried that someone would be mad at me. Yeah. And that is not how I want to live my life. Right. Right. And it's the, the, it's not that you don't care what other people think or feel you. Obviously that's important to you. It's important to everybody, but how do we, and I think again, the image I'm getting for you in this situation is you are bringing with you that belief into your communion with her. Does that make sense? Mm. Is that making sense when I say that to you? I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to come away from this today and be like, I blacked out that whole podcast. <laughs> like I can sense that, you know, when you're like, I'm kind of blacked out. Um. <laughs> it's a, it's a lot. It, this is a very, like, again, this was a super challenging one for me to work with and deal with because that level, that unpracticed ability for me to have forgiveness of myself and, and like, I can like comprehend like self love even more than self forgiveness. Yes. You know, and how about this? Uh, so much of our lack of forgiveness of ourselves is when we get in fights with other people, I'm going to put fights in quotes, disagreements or altercations or stupid behaviors with people that are meaningless. Even things like they love this. They love giving me this image of of when we're driving in traffic and we get mad at someone that's in front of us for doing something, what we consider stupid. And we really have no context for what's going on in the car in front of us. You know, whenever, (laughs) you know what I think about when I, after they showed me this, it made me really change how I uh, 
see people when they're driving, they're driving fast or they're driving stupid or they're coming up behind me really fast and they want me to get over. And I always think now, I'm like, oh, this person has diarrhea and they need to get home. <laughs> the, I, the, the funny thing is that's probably true a good amount of the time. Yes. <laughs> We've all been there. Right. And I, so that just puts it a little bit in perspective. It gets me out of my place and goes, okay, well, that, there's a different experience. Like it's not a personalized thing. A hundred percent. And I think um, the the skill, the recognition is when we get in those things, there's a part of us that knows what we're really doing is we're upset that we're reacted the way that we did. Mm-hmm. And how much time we spend either justifying that behavior by creating more anger, more emotion, more contrast. I'm right. You're wrong. This is why I'm justified in doing it. This is why I was justified in saying what I said. This is why I was justified. This is why, this is why, this is why we go there or we avoid it completely. We just drop it and we don't talk to that person again. Or we decrease that encounter. Um, or we justify it with the next person we see. See how great I am? See how amazing I am with this person? And it's it's not a true forgiveness, mm-hmm. recognition, and acceptance that our behavior wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Do you? No, the, I, I resonate. And that that is what that is why forgiveness of self is the most important thing. Because it's like, I feel like I can really actually sit in what I wish I would have done differently. I really can. But now I'm like, okay, so what does the actual forgiveness of that look like? Yeah. I think it's, I don't think, um, hold on. Let me see what else they're saying. A lot of this is being, is coming through from them. Do you, do you understand that? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, the, the act of forgiveness of yourself isn't, isn't going to be a process. It's going to be a realization. Okay. So do I just kind of sit with that and just wait? Yes. And you have to fully embrace the openness that is required for you to, and they're speaking of your friend, embrace the openness that is going to be required of you to leave behind your desire to pull, uh, to force your view of who you truly are on her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's going to take lots of consciousness, but the forgiveness of yourself is, is a, like her disbelief in who I am does not have to be my truth. And I don't have to let her see my truth. Like what, what is like, I'm trying to, you need to show up without holding on to that. Okay. As a goal. Okay. Because communion, true communion is a recognition of the other person and that person connecting with you on a way that's outside of the physical. Yeah. Cause right now I feel like, I don't have a better analogy, but I'm just going to say this. I wish I had a better one is like, I'm the kid and she's the parent and I'm in trouble. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, but mom, like, I'm sorry. And like, well, you like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that feeling of Mm -hmm. your parent, like when your parent's mad at you and you're just like, but mom, I'm so sorry. Like, and then, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. not that they did anything that you're in trouble, but they're just like disappointment Mm -hmm. is like worse than actually having a punishment. Yeah. It's like, that is what the analogy is for me of like, I just feel like I'm in trouble. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll do anything to avoid getting in trouble. Yeah. And Again, you know, there's a, a lot of contrast behind that, right, mm-hmm. right, wrong, that yeah. there is a way that should be, there's a way that shouldn't be. Um, I feel better kind of releasing it a little bit, good. to be honest with you. I, I feel like now I can see the whole week I've been holding on to this. Good. And- Because uh, I just didn't feel like, is it appropriate for me to talk about this? Or no, like, you know no, what I, I mean? Think, right. And I think that the more honest- See, look, I can't even make- I can't even be. <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, showing up, they really want you to hear that your communications with her need to just come from a different spot. They need to come from a place of, of from your highest self. Mm-hmm. And when you write those messages from your higher self, they will have a different tone. They will have a different, they will be grounded in something not physical. Yeah. I'll sit with that. And, and that like forgiveness isn't a process. It's a recognition. Yeah. It's a realization and it's going to come. It can come very, very quickly. As long as you continue to remind yourself that you aren't your mistakes. And this is 100% human behavior, right? This is inevitable and you can learn from it and, you know, attempt, strive to do better, strive to stay more connected, strive to let go of those, those things that are triggering and, and recognizing what those things are yeah. so that they don't become, they're not so active a trigger for no, you. I mean, I will say this from a year ago to today, it's been almost exactly a year, actually. Mm. How funny, actually, I think it may be within days. <laughs> well, not funny, but that is actually, yes. Um, I will. I mean, I don't even recognize that other person anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That like, more come like the way I think about it is like a person who and this all comes from the safety that you're talking about is that like that fight or flight like I have to keep myself safe so I have to react it's like when you innately feel safe you actually don't react right do you know what I mean yes and so I do feel actually like really grateful for the experience in that sense that like I now see that and and I think maybe this is what's coming up right now for me I think that having compassion for that older version of myself, because that person was, was not when you really get to the heart of that, like me ending that friendship, that person reacted, but that person was reacting out of fear, was reacting out of um, fear of safety, emotionally, vulnerability, vulnerability. And if I could say something to her, it would be like, oh, it's okay. You're safe. Just be, you're safe. Mm -hmm. Just, just experience this, right? Don't react. You're safe. And so I can, I can look through that lens a little bit and maybe that, that little bit of compassion that I have for that older version of self, maybe that's the first step in, in learning how to just forgive. Yes. And everything that you just described is an exact reiteration of recognizing you were human, recognizing you were triggered by contrast-based emotion Mm -hmm. and accepting that. Yeah. 
right? Because that's the compassion that you're speaking of. I'm accepting that where I was reacting from was very fear-based, contrast-based, proving that I'm right-based, all of those things that don't exist don't exist in a in a in a perfect communion. Mm-hmm. That's the personality. That was the personality separated from the soul speaking. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that and then and that idea for me that's the hard part is that the idea that forgiveness is a realization. Mm-hmm. It's not a process. Yeah. Um, and that it, it's that's this is going to be a long one for me to 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 sort of plug my socket into yeah uh, like the other topics I get and I can, this one is a really, really triggering one for me. It's really uh, uh, a, a challenge for me to accept those shortcomings in myself mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to people that I love so much mm-hmm. and that I want so much for that. I, that I couldn't have been better. Yeah. That's a, that's a really tough one for me to deal with. And uh, every day I try to move from that, move on from that and say, this is who I am and I can give them the best that I am right now. Um, and, and I think I need, here we go. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> I'm going to sip my coffee over here now. Uh, I need to recognize that I need to recognize that what I have given my children uh, isn't just isn't just mistakes. So funny, huh? How we do that? It's like if you have like a pie and there's ten slices, <laughs> and two of them were kind of fucked up, but the but the other eight were incredible, and you're like, oh, those two. <sighs> yeah, that's that's to me. There's my there is my entry point. Mm. Because then also, don't you feel like when you focus on those two things, like, sorry for my pie analogy, but (laughs) those two slices, like- I stopped eating pie a few years ago. We'll talk about that after the podcast. (laughs) I'm not okay. But don't you feel like if you focus on those two slices or those two things or whatever, that then you're projecting that back onto them, which then kind of forces them to focus on that too? Sure. Because you're carrying it with you. Yeah. You're carrying it as your focus. And so that's where everyone's, you're saying to everybody, this is what I want you to focus on. Yeah. And that, that, this, this is it right here. This is my next level, right? That, that idea of forgiveness, right? For me, and like they said, you're a human, you are going to make mistakes and, and you're not your mistakes. And I need to really lean into the fact that I didn't just, like I just said, I didn't give them mistakes. And in fact, I gave them mistakes much less than I did before. And I gave them mistakes much less than I gave them love. And I gave them mistakes much less than I showed them who I really am. And that's, uh, isn't that interesting? The light just turned on when I said that. Yeah. What just happened out there? Is someone in the building? I don't know, but the lights just turned on in the main office. Right. When I said that word, all the lights turn on. I'm going to pause and see if someone's out there. Cause if no one's out there, I'm tripping out. Okay. How did those turn on? I don't know. So right. As I said, that last <laughs> sentence, all, all of them, all there's of, multiple sensors that turn on multiple pants. Yeah. All of the lights turn on in the office. 
What? Maybe that was my sign that. Yes. Okay, say that. Do you remember what you said? I don't remember what I said. You're gonna have to literally listen back. Yeah. Because that's a trip. That was a trip. No, it's Saturday. No one's in my office. Yeah. But that's clearly. Yeah. You're going to need to listen. I, I don't remember what you said. But that, but that is, that's my, that is my entry point to this. And that's my realization. I didn't know these podcasts were going to be like more, <laughs> somewhat more impactful than my own the, therapy. I do. The, the, la- <laughs> the last thing I'll say is, uh, Oh, probably not the last thing, but one of the other things I wanted to say is, you know, we, you, it's funny cause I was uh, telling Nathan before I left for the, uh, to record this today, I said, uh, I'm really nervous about doing this podcast because I'm, I already feel how emotional I am about this topic. And he said, um, well, what do you mean? I mean, didn't you know, like the topic? And I said, yeah, of course I, I have the list of them, but what's funny to me I shouldn't say funny. I, I should expect this by now, but it's still when I see these synchronicities and I see these things happen, it's impressive. So when, like I was saying, every time I email, every time I text Katie, the topic up for the week, she's always like, Oh my God, it's so crazy that you, that you sent me this topic today because this, and I said like almost every week she said like, Oh my God, this is happening. And you sent this topic. And I said, last week's topic, we talked about my kids and how triggering that was about these things that I'm could be doing better. Mm-hmm. And that's very triggering for me. And when I called up the list for the next topic for me to channel, it was forgiveness. And it was just the exact right topic the that I needed to be dealing with. Yeah. Which ironically, apparently I do too. <laughs> but I think, you know, well, there, there it's, it's a, it's a big thing. I think, uh, 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 from what they talk about, obviously they don't really talk about things that aren't like universal experiences, Yeah, that idea of forgiving yourself. Like, and that's where it starts. That's really where it's what it's about. It's not about necessarily forgiving other people, but it's forgiving yourself. Yeah. And what that looks like and how that feels. And, and it's crazy. Well, that was a doozy. I'm excited to listen to this one back because I do think I blacked out. So <laughs> there was, they were, they were definitely present quite a bit. Yeah. Today. I felt that today. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little overwhelming and they clearly wanted me to see the light. That was a trip. <laughs> I think. Wow. Well, thank you for this experience. Oh, I, I was, I was a little afraid, but I, or a lot afraid. <laughs> I was literally having nightmares all week. Um, but I'm grateful for it today. Yeah. So thank you so much. I can't tell you how, uh, pleasurable this is for me. And, and that pleasure, that excitement is reiterated with my guides. Like when, when, mm. when I tap in to feel their vibration, to feel their excitement and how this stuff is getting out. Uh, it's great. And they're also inviting me to do more channeling on air. Great. Which we'll figure out. And it also wants me to um, talk about the cards a little bit more, how we talked about mm. the um, relationship and attachment. And there's the other set is the realm cards. And I think uh, it's, it's relevant to talk about them because the, the attachment piece came up and then the relationship came up in the other one. So I'm really looking forward to, talking about the cards more. Cause I, I just, as a tool and it would, I would love to 
have you do the cards for uh, your friend, this relationship with your friend. Mm. Um, yeah. To see what they Maybe say. Maybe we could do that. Yeah. I would love that. Actually. That'd be a lot of fun. All right. So everyone have a great week. I'm James. I'm Katie. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. See you next time.